following takes place between 8 a.m. and 9 a.m. Hammer time! Are you a homeowner who is dangerous with tools? Do you start a project and never finish it because frustration sets in? Do you think maybe you should have called a professional? Break it down. Well, look no further. Image Home Improvement is now live on the Double Wide Network. And now, remodeling contractor, TV personality, and your host for Image Home Improvement, Steve Dubell. Ah, yes, it's that time again for Image Home Improvement Live right here on the Double Wide Network. And we want to welcome all of you to the show this morning. Another Saturday morning, it is... Uh, a triple-digit special. Triple-digit special. <laughs> and as they say, it's hot. Now, it's, what's the weather like out there? It's hot. Damn hot. Real hot. Hot as this is my shorts. I can cook things in it. Little crotch pot cooking. It's damn hot. You can be a little thing. I saw it so damn hot. I saw one of those little guys in the orange robe burst into flames. It's that hot. You know what I'm talking about. That's why I can't find that guy from the Orange Grove. He burned up. Uh, Good morning, Josh. How you doing this morning? Good morning, Steve. I'm doing phenomenal. We got a busy day today. Oh, you got a busy day today. We've got a lot of things coming your way, and I know Josh. We touch base, Josh. He's you know I'm I'm a very I'm a I'm very jealous this morning. It's Josh and and uh, and his counterpart, our good friend Ed Vanderley. Um, have flaunted their media passes for Phoenix Comic Con <laughs> to me, and I'm like very jealous. Well, we're going to work as much as we would love oh, to nerd yeah. out. Oh, yeah, okay. Right, right. You know we're going to work because we're taking Lexi. Oh yeah, okay. So you're taking yes. Lexi? Yes, we're taking Lexi. What is she? What is she going? Is she going in full dress? I don't uh, know uh, what adult she's, supervision. Yes, we're basically going to be Lexi's bodyguards. Uh-oh. But um, okay. I don't know what she's going to wear. If you've seen Lexi, anything she wears is nice. She makes anything look good. Oh, yeah. But she's even going to make you guys, guys look good. I know. That's I right. Know, I know. <laughs> so we're going to go around. We're going to say hi to everybody, kind of let everyone know that we're out there, do some interviews, do some talking. There's a great group out there that we're going to talk to um, called Kids Need to Read. We're going to do We're going to do a lot of that stuff. Oh, so she's going to go as a Ferengi today. wife? Maybe. That'd be fun. Oh, you know, even if she had if she had big ears like that, she'd still look good. Yes, she would. <laughs> okay. Yes, she would. All right, we're going to be talking a lot today about you know talking about contractors, good contractors, bad contractors, and what the register of contractors is doing to help you, the homeowner, make sure that you don't get ripped off. And that's, that's one right. of the things that we want to always talk about also. And with a little luck, we also may be joined later today. We're going to see, because our good friends Skip and Allison Bedell from Spike TV's Catch a Contractor uh, should be calling in, unless Spike grabbed them away from us this week. But we'll see what happens uh, later on in the show. But they're going to give us a little bit about some of their experiences with uh, those bad contractors. But with us today, before we get started... Uh, Bill Mundell, the director of the Register of Contractors, will be joining us here shortly. And Dan, you know, you see a lot about, um, you know, these things with bad, bad contractors, bad homes that have been touched by contractors. Alleged, I mean, alleged repairs. Alleged, exactly. <laughs> you know, we, I was talking to Bill before the show. We're going to be talking about those alleged repairs. And if you have any questions at all or comments, you know, you can always contact us as we all are on the Double Wide Network, on imagehomeimprovementshow.com, email, and also phone. You could call in during the live show at 480-421-0640, 480-421-0640. And uh, 
Check us out on Facebook. Like us on Facebook. Yeah, because I've got a zinger coming out. It's an outlet that has water actually pouring out of it at about a one-foot distance out of the holes of the outlet. That's just wrong. Oh, well, we're Water coming out of an outlet. That's really wrong. Okay, we're going to get into that. It's hot and wet. We got to get into that and a whole lot more and make sure, you know, for those of you who haven't gotten enough of yours truly, (laughs) you're going to be able to hear us. Actually, we're going to be co-hosting the brand new show on Monday at 1 p.m. It's called The Nonprofit Journal with Dee Somala. We're going to be co-hosting our debut show on Monday at 1 p.m. So make sure you check that out. And uh, co-hosting be- her or harassing? I would never harass her. <laughs> she is too sweet too to nice. be and too nice to harass. So I'm uh, I'm gonna be- my mic will be off, right? <laughs> Your mic will be off. We will we will subdue you in the um, in the green room over there. It's padded. <laughs> the padded green room. <laughs> All right, but well, we have we more had. information coming your way about that and a whole bunch of other things. And we'll, you know, I'll try and refrain myself from, um, you know, thinking about uh, Phoenix Comic Con for the next hour. But uh, oh. I know Josh is going to do a great job, and so will Ed. And, and I know that they will bring me something back this weekend. Ed will probably let you look at his picture that he's going to take with Catherine Bach. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the original Miss Daisy Duke is herself. She, is she going to be there? Yes, she is. Wow. Yes. How old is that now? I have no idea how old she is, but if she looks anything like the photo they used, she still looks good. Yeah. Gee. She, yeah. You know, it, yeah, and one of those retro days. Maybe we can bring Maybe. her on for you know uh, something something on Thursdays on the eighties. Now with, you're catching. That's on. what Ed, that's what Ed wants guess. to get her on Thursday. All right, all right. Well, let's welcome to the show Bill Mandel, the Register of Contractors Director. Bill, thanks for being on the show again. Great to see you. Thanks for having me, Steve. It's great to be back. Tell us a little bit about what the re- what the um, registrar has been doing lately since the last time that you were here. I know we were talking about a lot of things before the show, but uh, never the never ending battle against the uh, unscrupulous people trying to do work that are unlicensed. Yeah, we've really uh, tried to focus our attention on what I call the bad actors, the uh, either the licensed contractors uh, that are the repeat offenders, very small percentage. I always try to make that clear, uh, maybe 3% of the total. We have over 40,000 licensed contractors in the state of Arizona, and then we have a very small percentage, like in any industry, that are uh, bad actors, and that's on the licensed side. Then we also have the authority to investigate uh, unlicensed contracting in Arizona. And so what we've been doing is really uh, focusing on them. I have biweekly meetings with my senior staff, the lawyers, the investigators, the customer service folks, and we look at uh, the repeat offenders. We do that through a a, a computer analysis. We call it ComStat. It's what police departments have been using uh, for years. And uh, we are uh, looking at those uh, folks that are repeating the offenses. And we are working very closely with local building uh, officials. Uh, when we issue a, against an unlicensed contractor, a cease and desist, and, and let me just digress for a second, just let your audience know, uh, you know, we have what's called the handyman uh, exemption. So anything uh, over uh, $1,000 requires a uh, licensed contractor, or if it requires a, a local permit from the city or county, it could be $10 or $50. So it requires a, a permit from the city or county. There's no dollar amount, but if it doesn't, you can hire an unlicensed contractor uh, under the handyman exemption. And so 
if we come across a, a contractor out there that is unlicensed, we will issue what we call a cease and desist, just what it sounds like, cease and desist. Stop immediately doing this construction because you are unlicensed and you're in violation of the law. And so to get more boots on the ground, so to speak, we have been working with local uh, building officials, uh, and we, when we issue those cease and desist orders, we send them to the Scottsdale building official or the Prescott building official or Maricopa County building official or Yavapai. And this actually, uh, you know, I implemented it, but it wasn't my idea. I'd like to take credit for it. But uh, after the Yarnell fire last summer, we were up in, uh, in Yavapai County. Again, the registered contractors is a statewide agency. We have offices throughout the state. We were meeting with the Yavapai County officials and the city of uh, Prescott officials talking about what we can do to prevent what we call the travelers. The travelers, just what it sounds like, they're not chasing tornadoes. They're chasing, uh, you know, where a bad event occurs, where, where uh, a tragedy occurs. And they go in, uh, a lot of them are from out of state, unlicensed, and come in and prey on people and add really insult to injury to all those victims that, that, uh, of the Yarnell fire. So we met with the local officials, and we uh, said, well, if we issue a cease and desist, you know, Yarnell's sort of, you know, far away from major metropolitan area. And they said, well, why don't you just send us um, copies of your cease and desist order. We're out there patrolling with our building officials, and, and we'll let you know if, if, if a contractor at 123 Main Street is still contracting in violation of your cease and desist. They notify us. We go out immediately again because we, we have 30, approximately 30 investigators statewide, but if you multiply all the, the local building officials throughout the cities and towns and counties throughout the state of Arizona, we've really had a significant impact on um, uh, making sure that our cease and desist are complied with and putting unlicensed contractors out of business. And one of the things that you know, a lot of these guys that want to play the gray area will say is, oh, yeah, it's $1,000, but that's per day. No, 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 no. That's the entire project. Every nail and whatever goes into it, that's the total thing. Is that correct? Correct. You can't, and they try to piecemeal it too. You know, oh, I'm just doing the plumbing today, and then I'm doing the electrical tomorrow, and I'm doing the roof the next day. But it's, it's, we, we, you can't play that game. So if we find out about it, I mean, we'll investigate and we'll make a determination whether they're in violation of the law. Uh, and on the unlicensed side, we are like a police department. We do the investigation and then we send it to the local uh, prosecutor, whether it's the Prescott you know, City Prosecutor, the Avapai County Attorney, or we have a very good relationship with uh, the Maricopa County Attorney Bill Montgomery and also the city prosecutors uh, throughout uh, Maricopa County. So we investigate like the police department, sort of like the show Law and Order, you know, the police department mm -hmm. investigates, the prosecutors prosecute, and then the judge or the jury decides whether they're guilty or... or they adjudicate. They adjudicate. But I always like to make sure people understand that, and I think that's a good show for people to understand the criminal justice system. Again, we investigate, send it over to the prosecutor, and then the judge or the jury make the ultimate decision. And if we've done a good job on our investigation, we hope we'll get a, either we'll get a, a guilty verdict. That's right. Yeah, it's amazing. <clears throat> you know, we, what we see out there... How active are the other building officials throughout the state in reporting these offenses to the registrar and so that you'll be able to go out and prosecute them? Great question. Uh, another um, what I would call uh, innovation that we've done, uh, we, we have a, uh, a hotline for uh, local uh, building officials where they have a direct line to my chief of investigations where they will contact us. Uh, if they spot something uh, that they think is suspicious activity uh, where we haven't issued a cease and desist yet. So we have this relationship that we've built up now, uh, and that's been one of my uh, goals. Uh, I hired a new chief of uh, 
uh, investigations about a year and a half ago. He has over 30 years of law enforcement experience, retired as a lieutenant with Glendale PD, did major investigations there. My assignment to him is to professionalize uh, our investigators and make sure they make uh, ethical, honest uh, evaluations of their cases. And we're, we're, this is an ongoing process. But yes, we have a, a very good working relationship, uh, two-way street. They let us know about uh, activity they think they, we should investigate. We let them know after we issue the cease and desist. So it's been a, it's been a great uh, progress in, in stamping out unlicensed contracting in Arizona and protecting homeowners. Yeah, it's so important to be able to go out and, and have that those eyes in the community because obviously you can't be everywhere at one time. And to be able to see that, one of the things that we want to actually do to actually help the cause is for instance, one of the new things that we do here at Double White Network where and and through our social media, a lot of what we do on our show on Saturday will turn into our, our blog post that will be shared on Facebook and Twitter as well as on our, on our regular show website. So a lot of this information will be passed along to all our database and contacts so that this way, you know, if people see – somebody down the street or they'll be aware that, you know, uh, you know, I think a lot of homeowners really don't know sometimes the difference between, you know, somebody could come down the street and even though they may look good, they may talk a good story, but again, they may not be a licensed bonded insured contractor, especially when you start dealing with some of the bigger ticket items. And they lowball everything that's unbelievable. That's so very, very cheap. That should be a huge red flag because reputable guys usually will have a substantial price and cost to their project. They can explain it all. If the guy goes up and says, just gives you a bottom dollar that's really cheap and get it done, well, that taillight warranty won't even work. You, you guys raised a couple of good points. Uh, you know, we, As I mentioned earlier, the travelers, uh, just what it sounds like, they, they move around from city, city to city and state to state. Obviously, they come here usually in the wintertime when the weather's nice, and then they go to you know, other states back east, Minnesota, Wisconsin, when the weather's nice in the summertime. But they, you know, have brand new pickup trucks, you know, they dress nicely, uh, not to stereotype, but, you know, they, they've got, uh, you know, very, they look very presentable, and that's part of their fraud is that you, you're, you're taking a, 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 take them at face value and think they're honest contractors. So if someone comes to your door and they usually say, hey, I was just down the street and I painted your neighbor's house, I'd like to give you a, a bid, uh, I would be very concerned about that. Uh, they usually use substandard uh, materials, paint, uh, dilute it, uh, or they want to do a roofing job. And, and, and those are uh, some of the toughest ones as a homeowner to determine what is needed. I mean, I, you obviously know if your toilet's not working or you've got an electrical switch that doesn't work. But when they get up on the roof, especially for elderly people, it's really hard to do due diligence. And so uh, if you've got somebody going door to door, I'd be very suspect. And what we're seeing also a lot of times is check our, our website, you know, azrock, rock is R-O-C, azrock.gov to, to see if they're licensed. And even if they give you a business card, you know, check the phone number on our website because a lot of times they'll, they're just making, they're borrowing someone else's, illegally borrowing someone else's, not, using, I should say, not borrow, mm-hmm. because it's illegal to use somebody else's license number. But they're, they're putting a license number on a card or printing up cards. It's not even, they're not even. The real yeah, check the name, cross-reference, check the name and number. To what the ROC has on the site, yeah. because uh, that's a little bit of due diligence as a consumer sometimes. And, and as Dan was saying, we recommend you obviously check our site. But we also recommend you get three bids. Uh, you know, these are some of the biggest investments a homeowner is going to make. 
get three bids, check to see what the work is, ask for pictures, talk. If you, if you really want to really do really super due diligence, I call it, try to contact the, the prior customers of the contractor to see if they're happy or not. But uh, be very suspect of folks coming door to door in your neighborhood. You don't know how many times I've walked up on homes that have been already prepped for the inspection and I'm going, did he actually do anything? Like I'll get up on a roof that's got a tile roof and two thirds of the tiles are the wrong color. It's just a mess. It's, and there's no, <laughs> there, there's no way to explain how bad tiles can be damaged and left in place when they're up there slamming things around, breaking things. And they say, oh, we've got it all fixed for you now. Oh, yeah. And they walked away, did nothing, and actually damaged more. Yeah, it's amazing. All right, we're going to take a short break. And when we come back, I've got a, uh, a contractor painting horror story that I'm going to share with Bill because it, it's just one of those things that, again, like, Dan, Dan if I had hair, I'd be scratching, I'd be <laughs> scratching my head. And, you know, and it would be ridiculous, but uh, you're going to love it. Oh, well, we're going to watch paint dry. You, oh, yeah, even worse than that. You may even see it peel. Don't go away. You're listening oh, to Image Home Appealing. Oh. <laughs> right here on the Double White Knot. Josh, save me. Save me. Most of us have our charity of choice that we give from the heart to support. Did you ever wonder, where does the money go? How much do I really know about the charity I support? Where can I go and learn more about these nonprofit organizations? Every Monday at 1 p.m., the Nonprofit Journal Live with DeSimula is your source for this information. Know the report before you support. Donate wisely, not just from the heart. Remember, Mondays at 1 p.m., the Nonprofit Journal Live with DeSimula on the Double Wide Network. Sometimes you start a project with great intentions, and then it keeps getting bigger, and nothing makes sense, and it grows out of control. So how do you get all the parts and pieces in sync together? Fix it. Image Home Improvement. When it's time to call in a professional, go to imagehomeimprovement.com. Nice shot. Thanks. This room is awesome. Yeah, Debbie and I wanted a rec room, and with the way property values keep going, who can afford to buy a new place? Tell me about it. So we just had Steve over at Image Home Improvement and close the patio and make the shelf for the TV, so... So take your next shot. <laughs> right. What about your family room? Yeah, but the kids are always playing their video games and everyone watches TV in there. I wanted my own space, and I've always wanted a pool table. How'd you talk Debbie into it? She uses it more than I do. Cheryl and I love the outside. Do you think we could just get the patio screened in? Sure. Image Home Improvement just did the Johnson's house. They love it. No mosquitoes. Exactly. And Chris says they're enjoying their outside a lot more at night. You should do it. Just go to imagehomeimprovement.com. The name says it all. Steve came over, gave us an estimate, and, well, you see how it looks. Can't tell it wasn't here the whole time. Yep. Your shot. ImageHomeImprovement.com Add to your space. Enclose your patio. Go to ImageHomeImprovement.com This is Mackenzie Westmore, host of Sci-Fi's hit TV show, Face Off. If you need a facelift for your home, you need to listen to Steve DeBell and Image Home Improvement live every Saturday morning from 8 to 9 a.m. S-O-S-P, someone help me.
Americans. As we face unprecedented economic struggles, I want to offer a handout to the homeowners of Phoenix. Not a monetary handout. Those are for giant corporations who mismanage themselves to the brink of extinction. To the homeowners of Phoenix, I want to offer this handout of advice. You're screwed and you're on your own. So do yourself a favor and tune into Image Home Improvement Live with Steve Dubell every Saturday morning from 8 to 9 a.m. Hey, Bo, Bo, get, hey, get, get off my leg. Hey, stop it, you dumb mutt. <laughs> uh, you know what else I got to say about that? Oh, what else? Build that? <laughs> you didn't build that. That's right. You didn't build that. <laughs> you know what, Steve? What? You make it all. Oh, wait a minute. Oh. Uh. <laughs> Strike one for the producer. Oh. Let's set that up again. So let's rewind that. Wait, you know what, Steve? When you do that, you make it look all. Oh, tweezy. <laughs> That's right. There we go. <laughs> Thank you, Josh. <laughs> Set for the wrong sound button. That's okay. That's all right. You'll have a chance. You got. Let's see. We got another forty minutes. You could. You can make up for it. <laughs> hey, there's always more bloopers. <laughs> I'm digging this conversation today. Actually, well, there you go. I mean, you know, seriously, you know, you think about this. You know, it's like I always say. It's not all about the nuts and bolts of your home. It's about the things that go with it, knowledge to be able to manage mm-hmm. the things that you need to do, and that's what we do here every week. Absolutely, oh, yeah. and, and and of course we've got the, uh, the, our wealth of knowledge with my co-host here every week, <laughs> and <laughs> as long as he's you know he's he's always I always check every Saturday morning to make sure he's medicated to protect our listeners and and have, <laughs> and have a pulse, and have yeah. a pulse. <laughs> yes. Well, there's enough coffee. Just look at that coffee cup. He'll he'll be good. Just oh, shot of a God. Dan, is there is there like a keg below the desk here yeah, with, a, with a line in case uh, pump on it, no, just no, no, filling no, no, it up no, no, or no. what? Don't even fill it up. If you're gonna go that far, just Give it to him in an IV. Intravenously and he'll be fine. Straight caffeine. Come, Straight in with, caffeine. come in with a little cart that has the bags on it. Mm. I think everybody in this room has a deep appreciation for coffee. I so. think so. I think so. I'm actually liking a lot of the conversation on the Register of Contractors because this, not only for homeowners, but have you ever done any work with home renters? Anybody who's renting homes say they have to go through a landlord and they have issues with a contractor. Can they still contact you? And get all that useful information? They can contact us, and then depending on the circumstances, uh, you know, we can uh, investigate. If they've, even if they're a renter and they've made the initial uh, contract with the contractor, if it's their landlord, there's a separate statutes, separate statutes they have to deal with the Landlord Tenant Act. But if the, if the renter, just because you're renting a house, if you contract with a contractor directly, we can investigate that. Okay. Right. Yeah, I mean, that, you don't have to be the owner of the house. As long as you have they, approval from the uh, landlord to be able to make changes that are approved, mm-hmm. and then you go out and you're willing to finance those changes, yes, you have every right to. Yeah, to. yeah I mean, but you think about this for a minute, and, and and for those of you who joined us late, we're joined today with Bill Mundell from the uh, Register of Contractors, and uh, Bill, you thinking about this, the the liability of if a landlord, Dan, you might be more familiar with this, if you have. Uh, a landlord who gives you the tenant an okay to get something taken make care of and, and make a change to the house, okay, and then this the, the contractor comes in and does something wrong or damages something or basically like we were talking before the show screws it up, okay? Yeah, who who's liable? 
Well, <clears throat> is the landlord still liable, or is the or the, is the renter have to take some responsibility in the person that they contracted? Yeah, that, and for <clears throat> the landlord, and does the landlord have any recourse? This is where you need a lawyer to be able to divide some of that. out. Wait a minute, I know, I know, <laughs> but, I know somebody but, who's but got a good sense, attorney. We're working on the, to get get the on good, as a sponsor. We'll get him sense, on. The good common sense approach is yes, the lamp, the uh, renter does have liability to the landlord but the landlord also can help the tenant come back on the contractor as the ultimate property owner for dissatisfaction of the way the repair was made yeah it it, it gets to be a little sticky as long, wicked. as long as the renter and the and the landlord are still on the same page of saying we wanted this done right and you didn't you better make your repairs to both of us as long as they're on the same page it was an interesting question. They just did a study, and um, they're they're saying there's a little bit more of a fraction now that it's better to rent in Arizona just at the time now with the current housing market. Oh, yeah. And I know a friend of mine recently had to go through that issue. They Their landlord didn't tell them that they were having someone come out to look at their, their landscaping for their sprinkler system. They've got to have three-day notice. Yes, they got to have three-day notice. And even when the guy came out, their maintenance man came out and did it, they weren't feeling too right, and he didn't do a good job. So, I'm, ironically enough, I'm glad you came in today because that that stuff that kind of gets spooky and gets tricky, in my opinion, would get kind of tricky. Don't don't have your caulk and paint guy do your sprinklers. Uh. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what we tell everybody. You know, don't don't let your landscaper paint your house. So let me tell let me tell you about this story. This story just unbelievable. A couple of weeks ago, I I got called by a um, a um, um, Trying to think, I couldn't remember what her title was. She was managing the HOA. Let's just say she was the manager of the HOA, and she wanted me to go back in and talk to her about, you know, taking a look at some of the houses that had had painting damage. And what happened was, I went out and looked, and I'm seeing, I'm seeing paint that looks like it had been on the house for like at least ten years. It was peeling like crazy, and I'm looking at this. I'm like, okay, this is damage, this and this. And all of a sudden, you know, we got through, and now we're looking at her house. And then she says, well, the house across the street has had similar damage uh, that had to be taken care of. And, you know, we're seeing a lot more of that now. I'm like, well, let me ask you a question. I said, how old is the paint? When was the last time this painting was done? And it was only done like two years previous. And I'm like thinking to myself, well, wait a minute. This two years and you've got this kind of damage already. Something's wrong. Either what, what, what was going on with it again? It was peeling. It was flaking. It yeah. I mean, all of that. When stuff, the rain hit, it started separating. All the stuff looked like it had. It was all this, the the natural things that you see happen after ten years of being on a house that happened normally were happening after two years worth of work. And guess what? Of course. The painting contractor was gone and it was out of business, so they had really didn't have much recourse at all, except, okay, let's do damage control now. Mm -hmm. But, you know, again, putting more paint or even doing good prep work, we don't know what they did originally, and now it's all covered up. You've got to scrape down and start over. It's just a mess. It's going to be actually twice the money because you're going to have to do twice the work. Yeah, absolutely. Steve, just a couple thoughts. It it kind of goes to what we were talking about before with, you know, this substandard materials and the diluted paint. I use that example with the travelers, but you also have that a lot of times with, unfortunately, with some licensed contractors, that very small percentage. On the case that you're talking about, um, even if the contractor is out of business, and it was a licensed contractor, we do have a two-year statute of limitations. So it sounds like you're right on the 
that person may be right on the cusp there. If, if it's within two years, uh, they can apply to the Register of Contractors, and we have a recovery fund. And it's very important. It's a restitution fund, but it only applies if you use a licensed contractor. It's one of the benefits of using a licensed contractor. And we have that recovery fund where even if they're out of business, the homeowner could collect up to $30,000 uh, out of the recovery fund. So, But there is a two-year statute of limitations, so I'm trying to make that clear because you said it may have been two Yeah, up. she she was a little unsure of the start date, but she said it was roughly about two years. It's, but It's the finish date. It's the last Stroke. The finish date. It's the not the date of the contract. It's the last mm. stroke of the paintbrush. So again, it's a two-year statute of limitations for us in the court system. It's a six-year, usually a six-year statute of limitations. But for the recovery fund, again, it's a restitution fund that provides up to thirty thousand uh, dollars to the homeowner, even if the contractor is out of business. I kind of have an interesting question on that, just because people are the way they are, and I happen to be the younger generation, and I know how my generation doesn't tend to think clearly. Um, I'm just putting it out there. Josh, I'm not going to touch <laughs> that. I have, I have a 28-year-old daughter and a 19-year-old daughter. I'm not going to go there. Yeah, yeah my granddaughter, same age. It's like, uh-uh. I'm just putting They're it out there. They're very smart young women, but I'm not yeah. touching what you just you know said. What? No, 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 no. And you know what? Sometimes common sense does evade us. Let's say that, like you were saying, you're seeing all the warning signs. They got the new trucks. They look nice. They look prepared. They do the job. They complete the job. Other than, say, your bank statement from them cashing the check, if they didn't give you a receipt, you didn't bother to ask, they said they'd email you one, they never emailed one, other than the check going through and getting cashed, is there any way to prove last day of job completion well, in case that has happened? Well, I mean, when you say there's different levels of proof, that's a great, great question. I mean, we would take the homeowner's uh, approximate date at face value uh, of when they believe the, uh, the the painting or the construction was finalized, and that wouldn't prevent us from moving forward. Certainly the contractor could come in as a defense and say, no, the statute of limitations has run, you're out of luck, and that's just like forfeiting the game. But, but no, it, it, we, again, you raised some great points. I mean, I could go through those. I hadn't been asked the question, but we talk about getting, you know, three referrals, don't pay all the money up front, don't pay in cash, the statute requires the contractor to give you a written contract with certain elements in the contract. That, and so get a written contract. Don't pay in cash. Don't pay everything up front. Don't make the final payment until you're totally satisfied. All of those things. But to your specific question, there's other ways to, to you know, figure it out. And even, even if orally, even if it's verbal, you know, the last painting was done on August 1st. We'll, we'll investigate, and, uh, and, and certainly the contractor could refute that, but that doesn't stop us from investigating or issuing a citation. Okay. Yeah, it's, it usually could pretty much, you know, if the day that they, that's on their canceled check mm -hmm. would probably be the day that they, you could probably go by and say the job was finished. Especially if you do what I just said and give them, don't pay everything up front, and you pay, we, we say pay in increments. You know, usually they want something up front, and then, you know, a third, a third, a third, whatever it may be. Uh, but even if it's one check, you make the mistake of paying everything up front. I mean, we, you can sort of uh, do a, a, you know, a logical analysis and say, okay, I gave you the check on this date, and how long would it take to do the job? Okay, it was probably finished on this date. And, and you know, usually it's not that close. It's usually not within a day or two of the statute of limitations. As long as it's not five years ago, yeah. you know, we'll, we'll investigate. So essentially, even if they feel like everything has been exhausted, there's no way they could get help. They need to call you guys anyway, no matter what. Correct. And we will, they'll fill out the complaint form. They'll give an approximate date of completion, and then we'll investigate. 
Now, like what it. about actual uh, contractor work? And he he says there's only a 30 day warranty on it. When the registered contractors has its own license licensee, um, come back and fix and repair clause, right? Yeah, you, they the contractor cannot do away with the word is void. They can't void the two year statute limitations. So even if they tell you there's only a 30 day warranty, that's not applicable. It's not lawful. The statute says that the homeowner uh, has two years from the date of completion of the project to file a complaint with us. So yeah. that 30-day, people enter, and that's a great question, Dan. People get the warranty, can, and you could have a longer warranty than two years. Let me make it right. clear. Sometimes yeah. you've got a 10-year warranty. That's good, too, but they can't make it less than two years. Let less me put than, it that way. Less right. than by law. Correct. You can't <clears throat> you can't supersede the law by saying I only you only get a thirty day warranty. Yeah, because I know of a moldy cabinet situation to where the plumber said he wasn't you know a problem with the still leaking faucet. No, two years. Two years. He's yeah. got. It, they should file a complaint. You with touched us. it. You bought yeah. it. That's right. <laughs> That's exactly right. That's exactly right. All right, we're going to take a short break on the on short break on short break, break on the other side. I'm uh, the one with the coffee. Where's, who's got that? It, where's that intravenous coffee? Get it over here. <laughs> on the other side of the break, we're going to be talking a little bit more about those bad contractors, and I think we will be joined by our good friend Skip Bedell from Catch a Contractor. So I've been told. Don't go away. You're listening to Image Home Improvement Live right here on the Double Wide Network. You're listening to the Double Wide Network, where you can host your own radio show. If you're looking for a way to get out your message, welcome to the future. Dave Pratt's Double Wide Network offers you the opportunity to use our state-of-the-art studio to create your very own radio show. Our experienced and helpful production staff will help you every step of the way. Our free mobile app allows your listeners to take your show with them and play it live or on demand. Even if you're not in Arizona, we've got you covered with Skype technology so you can broadcast from anywhere in the world. Whether you're in it to grow your business, make a statement, deliver a message, or just have fun hosting your own show, the Double Wide Network can make it happen. The Double Wide Network always has your show ready to go. For more information, just visit us at doublewidenetwork.com. Have you been looking for information on your home improvement project? Maybe you've been seeking the right contractor for your remodel work. Don't know which way to turn? Image Home Improvement Live has all those answers and more. You can always catch this contractor doing great work and sharing the best in home improvement information. Remember, Image Home Improvement Live, Saturdays 8 to 9 a.m. on the Double Wide Network. Your answer to all your home improvement needs in the digital age. Thinking about how bad your yard is looking, want to do something about it? Maybe you're confused about which company to choose to give your landscape a brand new look. Let me make the choice a simple one for you. Masterscapes, the name says it all. They are the experts in outdoor decking, stonework, synthetic turf, putting greens, barbecue islands, and more. From design to installation, the landscape experts at Masterscapes can make your landscape dreams come true. Give them a call today for your free estimate, 623-780-0474. Masterscapes, building masterpieces one yard at a time. 
Hi, this is Skip Bedell. And Allison Bedell from the Spike TV hit show, Catch a Contractor. We catch contractors that have left homeowners with unfinished remodeling projects. And if you don't want this to happen to you, listen to Image Home Improvement Live. Every Saturday morning, 8 to 9 a.m. on the Double Wide Network. All right, a little bit of Tim McGraw to get us moving into the second part of the show here. If you tuned in too late, you're listening to Image Home Improvement Live right here on the Double White Network, and we are joined today by Bill Mundell, who's the director of the Register of Contractors, and uh, we're going to be joined by Skip Fidel here shortly from yep. Spike TV's hit show, Catch a Contractor, and we're going to be talking about some... Bad, mm. bad contractors. Kind of like uh, as the director was talking to us off, you know, during before the show, uh, they're going to go back and re-background a lot of these uh, bad characters. Uh, and how long is that process going to go, or is it going to be ongoing, director? Oh, no, it's ongoing. We started it uh, last summer, and I'm really uh, proud of the work that my staff did on it. We um, it used to be a, a, a two-month turnaround from the time we gave the uh, fingerprints uh, to DPS, and they sent it back to the FBI. And so applicants were having to wait two to three months to get their fingerprints back. And again, we, uh, remember, we were only uh, doing background checks on the honest contractors. And I, and That's I, good guys, yeah. I, I say that, and people look at me, like I said, from a different planet, <laughs> you know, Star Wars or something. But uh, the people that were honest, we would do the background checks on. If they, if they were dishonest and said they didn't have a criminal background, they skated through the system. And so now we're doing these background checks. And I started to say uh, it used to be uh, cost $22. It's now $7.30. So here is government reducing the dollar amount. We went from $22 to $7.30. And instead of a, a two- to three-month waiting period, we get it with one or two days because we're using a private firm. And I'm sure they wouldn't mind me telling it. We're using a <laughs> uh, private firm to do the background checks. And we did a pilot program before we implemented it to see we took prior background checks that we had gotten from the FBI, sent them to this private firm to see what kind of information we'd get from them. In most cases, we got exactly the same uh, criminal background uh, information. In some cases, we got better information than we got from the FBI. So we implemented that program last summer. We're now doing background checks on not, on all new applicants. You know, one of the people that I know we won't have to do a background check on, and that's Skip Fidel from Catch a Contractor. Skip, welcome. Thanks for calling in this morning. I know you've got a busy schedule this weekend out in L.A. How you doing? I'm doing well, Stephen. How are you doing today, man? Oh, it's, 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 it's toasty. As they say, it's hot, damn hot here in Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are used to the heat there, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's a dry heat. It's yeah. a dry heat. You know, that's okay. You yeah. see me shriveled up on a, like a skeleton. It's just yeah. just a dry heat, you know? In the desert, right? I know. I know. I was sharing with Bill earlier in the show, Skip, a little bit about, you know, some of the things that you uh, run across. And, you know, I, I'm sure Allison would have loved to be talking about people, you know, checking those bad contractors with fingerprints and F and you know and all kinds of reports coming back from the FBI that you right up her alley yeah you know I, I, I was just listening in real briefly there I kind of caught the tail end of your conversation and I think um, it's great that you guys are doing that it's great that you implemented that program and you're taking it you know one step further in trying to weed out some of the bad seeds out there because you know as I said many times before there's there's a lot of great guys in this business and it only takes a few to really kind of change the way people look at all of us 
um, and and just to be able to shortstop that, you know, and whatever we can do to to keep them off the street is is a great thing. And you know, the fact that you're doing the full background check and the fingerprints, I don't know that many states do that extensive a process. I know in New York they have to take uh, you know a contractor's licensing exam, uh, which honestly, it's, it's where I am, it comes from a different jurisdiction. So I don't know about in your state. Many of them, I think, are state-run. Uh, program as far as the bureau that issues the licenses and, and maintains um, the licenses, but where we are, it's either citywide or even by the county in some places. So and each one of them have their kind of their own different rules. So I've found like where where the license is issued in my area, a guy can go in and pretty much, I mean, he has to go through a, a fairly simple background check, which is you know nothing too too deep. It's just a basic criminal record check. And did and he fog a mirror, right? <laughs> yeah, pretty much, yeah. You know, they, 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 yeah, they they pay their fee. You know, it's it's a, like a five hundred dollar fee, and they take the the licensing exam, and before you know it, they come out uh, with a contractor's license, which is a little bit scary because you know, similar to what you do, let's say for a, um, a plumber or electrician or HVAC designation on your license, it's a long apprenticeship, it's a journeyman um, process, and these guys are qualified when they finally sit for the actual test that grants them their license. But for a general contractor, a home remodeling contractor, it's not necessarily the same. I mean, a guy can sit down and take, you know, an hour or two multiple-question tests in some of these cases and come out with a license to be able to operate as a general contractor. So that's – and I don't think a lot of people are aware of that, you know. So that that process in itself, I think, needs to be tightened up a little bit, you know, because not everybody really is qualified. And and by the way, the the questions on a lot of these tests, they have nothing to do – with your technical skills as far as being able to build a home or any aspect of the contract, they're mostly about the legalities of actually writing a contract. You know, the, the things, the components that you have to have in a proper contract to make it legal. And that's probably 90% of that exam. Unlike, you know, the practical exams that an electrician or a plumber have to take that are actually testing their, their skills and abilities to perform that job. So, yeah, I think it should. I, I think, and I think Bill will will agree with me. I, obviously, the things that we do. I remember when we took our test way back uh, when, with the, uh, you know, to get our licenses for both residential and commercial. I mean, there there were there has to be a good balance of both. Wouldn't you think so? There's uh, Skip. This is Bill Mundell, director of the Register of Contractors. And to your point, we're we're a statewide agency, so we register and uh, license all uh, contractors throughout the state. I I, I agree. There's some. Texas comes to mind that doesn't have a statewide uh, register of contractors. But we, uh, to Steve's point, we give two exams here. It sounds like we're ahead of the curve. We give a technical uh, exam on whatever uh, type of construction you want to enter into. And then we also have a business exam. They're two separate exams. You have to pass uh, both of them, uh, get a passing grade and score on both of them. And then we also have in the statute uh, experience requirement and then, as I said, I implemented the background checks on all new applicants last summer. So it sounds like Arizona may be ahead of the curve. Does that mean we can't uh, do more? Uh, certainly we can, but it, we're, and that's what we're trying to do. Yeah, I think that's fantastic. Anything that can you know, have these guys entering in the field uh, as qualified as possible. You know, you know, uh, the bottom line is when they get into someone's home, a lot of them are really just good salesmen. You know, they're able to come in and, and, and sell their bag of goods, but when it comes time to actually performing uh, that job, many of them fall short. And, you know, some of them, a lot of them have good intentions. They, they mean well, and, and we come across that on the show. Some of the guys that we wind up 
stinging and ultimately, uh, you know, hopefully getting back and doing the right thing. Some of them really had good intentions, and I think they got like, you know, halfway through the job and realized they just didn't have what it takes to, to you know, make all this stuff happen. And, and of course, there's also some of them out there that had no intention of doing the right thing at all. They're basically just criminals. They're going to take people's money for a deposit and never come back and do the work. Skip, you do know, you... Skip, do you, yeah. excuse me, do you find that in California that there is a more of a rash of these type of people than maybe in New York? Um, but, you know, it, it's kind of a broad spectrum there. You know, as I said, is there's a percentage of them that really they're, they're common. They could be doing it in, in any industry. If they just happen to be in the contracting one because... I think a lot of a lot of homeowners out there they tend to be trusting. Maybe not so much now after the first season of our show. <laughs> but, <laughs> well, that's all about awareness and education. Looking over their yeah. shoulder. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that, and that's really what we're trying to do. You know, in in every show we try to give them a couple of little takeaways that they can think about. You know, things that they should be looking for. You know, how to uh, how to kind of uh, qualify the contractor on their initial interview with them. Questions to ask. And a lot of people write to us on Twitter and other social media, and they thank us for that because they really had no idea they're even supposed to be doing those things, you know. And, and it's just, it's not, it's not very complicated, but just those couple of simple things that you can do will really, you know, help you in the process of finding a good person that's qualified, you know. Well, and I think and, you're, I think you're right, Steve, because a lot of my customers that I've spoken to, when I let them know, uh, that you and I, I've had you on the, you and Allison on the show, and we talk about a little bit about, what you guys do, it raises the awareness, and they thank me for that because they, they in fact, the lady we're going to be doing a, a bathroom model told me, she says, I had no idea that a lot of this stuff was going on. And that's why one of the reasons I always like to have Bill here uh, periodically because, you know, there's a lot of things that are changing, a lot of things that the state of Arizona is doing. And I remember how things used to be way back before, Bill, you came on as director, and things were like a whole lot different then, and you just brought a whole new you know, feeling to uh, everything that goes on now and just yeah, people need to be up to speed on these things. Well, and yeah, uh, Skip, I agree with you. We're almost, we're on the same wavelength. There's a very small percentage, uh, you know, I, before you came on, I said, you know, we're really focusing our efforts on the bad guys here in Arizona because 97% of our contractors, we have over 40,000 licensees don't receive any complaints in a year. And so I've been focusing uh, my attention with my staff uh, uh, going after the repeat offenders. We have biweekly meetings. I hired a uh, uh, law enforcement. Uh, my chief of investigations has over 30 years of law enforcement experience, retired as a lieutenant, and we are really emphasizing and going after the repeat offenders. We use ComStat statistics looking at. We have these meetings, I said, with my senior staff, investigators, lawyers, and uh, working on the repeat offenders. That's fantastic, Bill. You know, I mean, I, I think that, Things like that, you being proactive in that area, and, and even just like the stuff that we're doing on this show, I, I'm, I'm really hoping that the game is going to change. Um, that's part of the reason why I w I'm really glad to be a part of this process, uh, is really to be able to help people, the homeowners out there, um, but also to help the guys that are in the industry. Because the, the guys that are in the industry that are, that are doing the right thing and out there working hard and making sure the job gets done right, those guys need a hand, too, because, you know... Um, it's very hard to be in business to compete uh, when people, you know, look at you before you even, you know, walk in the door as if you're a criminal. So, well, yeah, you know, I think that, you know, it's, it's, I think the industry is going to, things are going to turn. I, I feel like kind of a change in the tide coming because of things like this. And it's going to make it harder for these guys to want to try to scam people. And, and the bottom line is the harder we make it for them, 
you know, eventually they're going to say, you know what, let's move on to something else. Let's, you know, let's let's sell cars or let's, um, you know, whatever. Just push off on another industry. Let's knock little old ladies over the head and steal their purses. I don't know. Something. Uh, <laughs> but anything, get out of home remodeling. Go sell stock. You know, you know, Skip, you know, you. I, I know on the show, before we go to break, and I want to let you go because I know you got a busy day ahead of you out there with uh, everything that's happening with uh, Spike TV this weekend. But, you know, yeah. you said it in a nutshell on many a times on the show in your first season when you said when you confronted those bad contractors and you said, you know, you're giving our profession a bad name and you're taking this most importantly, you're taking money out of my pocket and feeding my family. And that's, that's right. that just says it all. I, I was like, you know, I I could have tweeted that out for days. I mean, it was yeah. amazing because it's it's the truth. These yeah. people are out there scamming, taking money away, and that's money that legitimate licensed contractors who want to bid on something and do a good job are missing. Yeah. What, what we found also is they're not paying their taxes, state and local. They don't have workman's comp coverage. They don't a lot of times have insurance and bonding. And, yes, they're they're taking it. Uh, it's really hard for the honest contractor uh, to compete, and that's what I said. A very small percentage are the bad guys. There's a reason right. why they're the lowest and cheapest, because they're cutting every corner possible. That's right. That's that's, that's right, and you know, and I don't think people really realize what a small percentage it is. And yeah, Bill, you just called the numbers out before. What do you say? Forty thousand licensed contractors, like ninety some odd percent of them, have no complaints. Correct. We have over forty thousand licensees in the state of Arizona, and, and less than three uh, percent uh, get complaints in any given year. Right, and isn't that interesting? Those, those numbers. So the three percent of those guys. Are, are out there doing the wrong thing, and they're making it harder for the other ninety-seven percent to to have people trust them and yeah. you know into the job honestly. Yeah, for the good guys to be able to continue doing business the right way. That's right, Skip. Yeah. We, we got to go to break, but I want to let you go. Thanks so much for taking time out to call in this morning. We really appreciate it. Hey, thanks for having us, and uh, great talking to you, Bill. Y'all have a great day. Thanks, Skip. All right, Skip. Thanks a lot. Bye bye. All right. That was Skip Adele from Catch a Contractor. And for those of you who have been wondering where he's been, that season one is is completed. They're in the process of getting ready to shoot season two, which will be here in the fall. We'll be looking for more bad contractors that we could be shaking our hands at when we watch TV. Screaming at the TV. Screaming at the TV. All right. <laughs> and we'll be right back. And we've got more with Bill Mundell from the Register of Contractors right after these messages don't go away. Welcome. If you've been thinking about replacing or upgrading those kitchen cabinets or appliances in your home, even though they're still in good shape, then I have the solution for you. Stardust Building Supplies, recycling such things as kitchen cabinets, toilets, doors, windows, tubs, and more. They have two convenient valley locations, 43rd Avenue in Camelback in Phoenix and Alma School in Broadway in Mesa, 480-668-0566. Or visit them on the web at stardustbuilding.org. Are you planning a home improvement project? Would you like to find a way to save thousands of dollars on the items for that project? Let me introduce you to Direct Buy in Scottsdale. See hundreds of samples from furniture, flooring, electronics, and appliances, and all the hottest products from your favorite brands. When you attend, you will receive a free seven-night resort beach vacation 
plus a chance to win a $25,000 home makeover or $25,000 in cash. Call today, 480-999-1140. That's 480-999-1140. And tell them you heard about them on Image Home Improvement Live. Remember, your perfect remodel starts with Image Home Improvement and Direct Buy. Most of us have our charity of choice that we give from the heart to support. Did you ever wonder, where does the money go? How much do I really know about the charity I support? Where can I go and learn more about these nonprofit organizations? Every Monday at 1 p.m., the Nonprofit Journal Live with Dee Simula is your source for this information. Know the report before you support. Donate wisely, not just from the heart. Remember, Mondays at 1 p.m., the Nonprofit Journal Live with Dee Simula on the Double Wide Network. Cesar Milan, host of Last Year Wild, the leader of the pack. I rehabilitate dogs and train people. If your home needs to be rehabilitated, you need to listen to Steve Cabell on Image Home Improvement Live every Saturday from 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. All right, we're excited. It's Saturday, and we're having a good time here. And you know, talking, you know, how is it? Is it? Is it bad to have have good times when we talk about bad, bad things? things? No, 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 not at all. <laughs> that makes it more interesting. I know that makes it and makes and makes for a great, great informational show. And Bill, we've got a little bit short time left, but I know you wanted to share some more information before we go. Well, I thought it was uh, similar to w- uh, what they're doing. We have we've uh, conducted sting operations in Arizona, and, bait, and we have a bait house where we go on Craigslist or other periodicals and call up uh, contractors that are advertising there uh, and bring them out to the house to do work. And if they the work is over a thousand dollars and they bid on it, it's illegal uh, and they are uh, cited for a criminal violation. So we do that on a a regular basis uh, throughout the state of Arizona, having bait houses and going on Craigslist and other websites. Yeah, I mean, it, it, you've got to be able to catch these people that are doing these things. And, you know, if you're doing the right thing, right, Dan, you got no, not a problem. you got nothing you to worry sleep about. fine at night. <laughs> Bill, before we wrap up the show, tell our listeners how they can contact the Register of Contractors if they have some issues that they would like you to intervene on. Well, we have a great uh, website. Again, it's azrock, one word, and rock is R-O-C dot gov, azrock dot gov. Go on uh, our website. You can look up to see if a contractor is licensed, what type of license they have. Obviously, if they, do they have a plumbing license or an air conditioning license, uh, HVAC, or uh, the type of work you want them to do. You can also look to see how long they've been in business and how many complaints they've had against them. Those are all red flags. You know, they've been in business a long time. No complaints. That's probably a pretty good starting place uh, to contact those contractors. Again, azrock.gov. All right. We want to thank you, Bill, for being here on the show today. Great information. And don't forget, if you have any problems, just, you always get information from uh, azrock.gov. We'll have some uh, complimentary information that we will have posted on our website, imagehomeimprovementshow.com. And remember, if you ever, ever thought about not listening to this program, Resistance. You're a great American. I love you. Whoop. What? Resistance <laughs> is futile. You're a great American. I that's, love you. That's, that's <laughs> the way it's supposed to sound. It's not just me. It's it not wasn't me. All I didn't too it. easy, wasn't me. Josh. <laughs> <laughs>